When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Off The Bench. Yes, welcome to Off The Bench on this Saturday morning. Paul Hazelby in the chair and I've got Carl Langdon with me and I don't think I've come across a bigger week of football news. We've had the Nick Nat scenario, we've had the Ross line and the Fremantle Dockers scenario. It all came to a head yesterday. The Fremantle Dockers and their board and CEO standing behind their man, Ross Lyon. How did you see it, Carl Langdon? Welcome. Stand by your man. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm jovial here on this Saturday morning, Hayes. Uh, I did uh, notice that... Ross Lyon wasn't squirming too much. I hold no fears. He was very defiant, wasn't he? Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing whether there are any more skeletons in the closet, as one little journalist asked uh, the question during that uh, press conference yesterday. Um, but look, it hasn't been great for Fremantle. And with the Brad Hill scenario thrown in and with still rumours bubbling around this town, and look, there's a little bit of karma coming back here because there have been people that I know personally who have found it difficult to work with Ross Lyon. Mm. Now, he might have harped on about his record and being in the game for 22 years and 12 years as a senior coach, and he stands by his record. Well, mate, his record at the moment is 15 wins from 51 games, so I wouldn't be standing by my record because his record is shit. Right? I'm sorry for saying the S-word on your program here off the bench on it's a Saturday right. morning. We but accept it. Let's, let's face it. A 15 out of 51 games is rubbish. So things have to turn around pretty quickly. And now I know that they've turned the wheel and they've got young players coming through, but they've also got a lot of older, experienced players. So what sort of a leeway do we give to a coach that has been given a two-year deal and so far, last year won eight games, this year won three games, and at the end of his last season of his previous deal, he won four games. So it's not a great record. They refuse to give any detail about the incident and they are bound to do that through confidentiality clauses. We understand that. But going forward, do you think this is the end of it now that they've come out, they were unified in their approach, or does it continue on? Does the media, you've been in it for 20 years, do they keep digging, keep trying to get at this girl and people that are around her to get more elements of this story yeah look i think they will there was an apology though um and it sort of came from ross line i'm not really sure it did to be honest i didn't feel that uh he made as much of an apology as what uh the chairman did in dale alcock when he started his press conference yesterday so you know from my perspective i don't think it's necessarily going to go go away no i think that there will be some digging continued to be done and i think what people want to know is they want to know the story they don't want to hide behind legal jargon which is currently what's taking place and what about the game tonight massive game do you sense that this is an easy win for the Dockers or given the scenario, do they come out and put themselves under extra scrutiny and also the inclusions of Michael Johnson and Daniel Pearce. Now this got up my goat a bit that he is in a rebuild. He was given four years and I think the directive from the board was play the kids and now he's bringing in Daniel Pearce again and Michael Johnson when they're in a rebuild, self-proclaimed rebuild. Is he doing the right job apart from all the off-field stuff? Do you think he's doing the right job for the football club well, in regards well, to youth? Don't start your dig to 
too early, but essentially what I feel uh, is going to transpire tonight is it's not going to be easy. Uh, and look, at the start of the season, did I have St Kilda beating Fremantle? Yes, I did. Mm. And even though the game was played here, I just felt that St Kilda were in a different place with their list. Now, they've got some talented players, the Saints, so there's no reason why they can't on paper, take it right up to Fremantle tonight. Uh, but if the Fremantle rocks up that we've seen in the couple of games played there, including the Derby the last time, which was a close game, they lost, just fell short. Previous couple of games they played there, they played really well and led really well by their captain, Nathan Fife. And let's face it, even though Ross Lyon was embroiled in controversy last weekend, Nathan Fife still shone through. So if he can keep on playing well on the team, follow him as a leader out on the field, then there's no reason why they can't win tonight. We'll cross to the other team, the West Coast Eagles. No Nick Natanui when they take on the GW. Oh. Giants. How did you sit? Because originally you thought he should get a week. I thought he should have got a week. But I've never seen the state or the country more divided with this suspension. Well, look, I felt he should have been suspended. Hmm. I just felt that it was a really dangerous scenario that uh, he put Carl Amon in. And let's face it, Carl Amon was concussed. So I reckon that was the end of the argument. As soon as he was concussed, it doesn't matter how, how good the tackle is. As soon as you concuss an opposition play, you're in trouble. And what irritates me is that when blokes dish out bumps like Burton did and he knocks out Higgins, mate, if you if you choose to bump and cause the head clash, whether it be accidental or not, because you don't mean to maybe cause the head clash, but if you do cause the head clash by your action, then, mate, you should be automatically suspended. And I think that way it would clear up all of the argument that's taken place from a lot of former players and, of course, our supporters of the game in all quarters. I think that that is what they need to do. Plenty more opinion to come on off the bench. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with the world-famous Dig next. You're listening to Off the Bench. On Off the Bench, The Dig. For information on safe excavation practices, visit Dial Before You Dig at 1100.com.au. Yes, make sure you do that. Dial Before You Dig, the essential first step. Paul Hazeby and Carl Langdon here. This is my favourite segment of the week because Carl Langdon gets fired up and I know there's been so much that has occurred this week. Give me your first dig, Well, hang on. Why are you standing up? You're obviously feeling aggrieved about something this morning because normally you're sitting down behind your microphone and today... For the first time in the last five weeks while I've been filling in this role ahead of Ben Cameron who returns in a week or so's time. A couple of weeks to go, I think, for me. But uh, he'll be sitting in my slot here. But you're standing up. Why are you standing up this morning? I've got a few digs. I've got three digs that I want to give today. I'm a little bit fired up. The first one is with the Geelong Footy Club. Now, they are a great footy club. They do things so well. But I saw yesterday... Mark Blixarbs, he got a five-year contract extension. Mm. Five years. 117 games. Mark Blixarbs was a player that came in late. He was a triathlete. triathlete. He was a great runner. They tried him in the midfield. It did not work in the midfield. As much as they think it did, it didn't. He's now been playing in the back line. But five years. Tell me another club that would have offered him five years. Now, if no other club's going to offer you that, why do you need to give a player five? That's not the right way to do it. You should offer maybe three and then go from there. Showing a bit of loyalty. Isn't it? Three years is loyalty. Well, five years is stupidity. But but well, it's easier to trade a bloke out if you got him under contract. Yeah, but at that stage he would be thirty-one, thirty-two in his last two years. Yeah, but who's 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 to know they don't want to trade him out next year? Well. You reckon that's the strategy that clubs are starting to play? Well, I think that they are, yeah. I mean, they've got more power and they've got a bloke under contract. They can trade you off. Where if you don't have him under contract, you can't. And if he gets injured with two years to go, three years to go, what happens then? Well, he comes because he becomes a restricted and a, a restricted free agent, free agent, then all of a sudden it becomes a lot harder to negotiate. So maybe there's some method behind their madness here, Hayes. All right, I don't you're agree with that You're still not happy. One. No, I, I don't agree with that. I'm going to go down. again. 
Now, Australian cricket. We love Australian cricket. They've been under their own scandal lately with Sandpaper Gate. But they called off a series against Bangladesh. Now, Bangladesh beat us last time in the Test Series last year. And they just got the rights for $1.2 billion. And they just called off the Test Series, citing that it wasn't commercially viable. It wasn't going to be played on the commercial stations. They didn't want to go up against the AFL and also the NRL. But I think they have an obligation to do the right thing and grow the game around the world. Because if we don't continue to help out those countries like Bangladesh, we will just have a competition against England or New Zealand. We need to continue to grow it so we have more teams that are more competitive. I think they've missed a big opportunity to bring the Bangladesh over here who are improving as a test-playing nation. Okay, you're still not sitting down. What's your third dig? My third dig is at Brad Hill. Now, this is the guy that's in the leadership group for the Fremantle Dockers who have been under all sorts of scrutiny, haven't they, the Fremantle Dockers? Now, you don't want your leadership member, who's injured, by the way, to be out at night, past the curfew, drinking, breaking team rules, then lying to police, not giving them the full information about his own identity. Now, that is a bad look for the football club. On the back of what's been a bad 12 months, I reckon they've had a lot of cultural, smaller cultural issues. And at the moment, he's actually been granted leave from the club. And he did this knowing that he was going to get granted leave. So things not all well down there at the Fremantle Dockers outside of what's been happening with Ross Lyon and the complainant. Are you finished now? Are you finished? I've got more, but you go. Well, you know what? On Thursday night, the AFL committee, the future committee, came out and said that they would announce any changes at the end of every year in October. Mm. At the end of every year, if they were going to make changes, they were going to do it in October of every year. Common sense. They're going to, it's not common sense, Hayes. It the is. Only, no, it's not common sense. The only thing that is common sense is to actually make a plan, right, get a blueprint, and leave it for five years. Not keep on changing the game so that no one understands. The fans don't understand. The fans are frustrated at the moment. They're frustrated around the laws of the game. Handballing, kicking, all of that sort of stuff. It doesn't happen the right way anymore. Blokes get tackled, and they try to get rid of the ball, and the umpire reckons that's okay. Oh. It's not okay. Okay, got to, got to cut him off there from the dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole like Carl Langdon has. Lodge a free dial before you dig in, Quarry. We've got to take a break. Carl needs a break. We'll be back with a tourism WA Sports Wrap. You're listening to Off the Bench. Welcome back to Off the Bench Tourism WA Sports Wrap time. Now, we're going to go back and have a look at the press conference from Dale Alcock, Steve Rossich and Ross Lyon at Fremantle yesterday. I understand there is a lot of hurt occurring to our club, our members and partners and the wider AFL, in particular my family, the complainant and other people with the allegations being aired. This really saddens me, and I'm really sorry to see this. However, I'm not in a position to comment any further on this matter due to strict privacy that was requested by all parties. Regarding the second allegation that was aired last night, there has been no complaint lodged, and I encourage anyone who is aggrieved to go through the AFL Integrity Unit or any official authority where it is appropriate as this is fair for all concerned. I hold no fears. This is important as I've built a strong reputation over 22 years of coaching in the AFL that I'm proud of and I'll continue to protect it. So just to clarify, Ross Lyon has your full backing. 
Ross is our, our coach, and I answered the question before whether we'd contemplated any change to that. My answer was no, we hadn't. The male person um, contacted me. Um, I suggested we should contact AFL Integrity. Um, he then subsequently contacted myself, Dale as president, and then myself again today to say that he wishes not to take um, any matter forward. Um, and with respect to um, that claim, as it, as it was alleged, um, that's obviously confidential. But if that persons or any other party want to take um, matters forward to the appropriate authority, then they're welcome to do so. Dale's made that really clearly statement today. That was the Fremantle Dockers there. It's now time to discuss some more sports wrap news for Tourism WA. Book your Optus Stadium AFL package now. Carl. Yes. Tony Popovic yes. looks like he's going to be announced. Three, as, no, he has been announced. Has been yeah, announced. Has been announced. Yep, he has been announced. Confirmed three-year deal at the Perth Glory, so he will take up arms. Uh, there will be uh, certainly, uh, well, a transition, obviously, from because uh, he's uh, not living currently in Western Australia, so transition into our market. But yeah, he has been confirmed as the new coach of the Perth Glory because he went and coached in Asia for a period of time, didn't he? I think this is great news for the Perth Glory. I think he's probably a better candidate, more credentialed candidate than what Kenny Lowe was. I think absolutely, uh, Tony. Popovich was one of those that was speculated around the coach of our national team. Now we know that uh, Graham Arnold has taken up arms at the conclusion of the World Cup, which is upcoming, Hayes. So we know that uh, Graham Arnold is taking up that. Robert, Tony Popovich was held in very high regard and he was spoken about in those circles at that particular time. So that is a very significant signing for uh, West Australian soccer. i be really interested now to see whether Tony Sage maintains and what share of ownership he maintains of the club because there's no doubt that he's looking for overseas investment into his club and most likely that'll come from Asia somewhere, Hayes. So, and and probably more, if I can be more uh, uh, succinct here, I think it'll be out of Malaysia where they already have a relationship. So I think the investment will come through there. Um, and so that will help then grow other areas of the club, which is, I think, really important. Uh, the other thing is don't be surprised, and I know that he's been named that Jeremy McGovern don't be surprised, Hayes, that Jeremy McGovern doesn't play for the West Coast Eagles, okay? Because no one's seen him get on a plane. We asked one of uh, one of his players the other day, Mark Lacroix, no names, uh, no pack drill. Mark Lacroix was the bloke's name. We asked him. We said, uh, did you see him on the plane? He said, no, he didn't see him. What, he didn't see him in the Virgin Lounge when they were getting on the plane. He didn't see him anywhere. Nah, uh, I, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought that Jeremy McGovern is going to be playing uh, on Sunday. Fair enough. All right, we've got to take a break. That was for Tourism WA. Book your Optus Stadium AFL package at tarza.com.au forward slash AFL in Perth. You're listening to Off The Bench. Welcome back to Sports Day. Time now to have a look at the remaining games as part of AFL Round 8. And a big game today for the West Coast Eagles. They take on the GWS Giants. A big test. The Giants have got some injuries, but so too to the West Coast Eagles. No Nat Nui, Shuey. Now, to Shuey, as you call it, and Dom Sheed, who are you going for in this game? Well, Carl? as I said just prior to a little break there, I think that uh, the West Coast Eagles without McGovern weakens them even further. Uh, Jeremy Cameron comes back into the Giants' side, so he straightens about. Patton being dropped, so that's uh, an interesting move. And, and Lobb comes back into the game. So I just think that there's a few swings the Giants' way. Look, they need to win on their home dunghill, where West Coast have played really competitively against them before. But uh, second playing fifth, I just think that uh, it'll be uh, a win for the Giants at home. Just 
on some of the early draft picks, the key position players. They haven't really worked of late, have they? Paddy McCartan being one of them for St Kilda. We know Tom Boyd's had his issues but hasn't reached his potential. And now Jonathan Patton, even going for the key position players with the early picks, can be fraught with danger too. Yeah, they can be because you know, normally the bigger blokes take a little bit longer to mature. So sometimes it, it takes a little bit to- more time to invest in them. But you know, that's the issue that I've got. You know, These blokes probably shouldn't be learning uh, this craft and developing into their bodies whilst they're an AFL list. Those guys should be picked up at 18, 19, 20 when they're ready to play because there's not many 18-year-olds who are big blokes. Wheatring was probably one, but he was probably a little bit mm. more mature. You know, but Danaher and others, like, they've only just sort of grown into their bodies in the last couple of years and they're starting to have an impact on the game and that's generally how long it takes. Charlie Curnow, the other one, he's back in action for the Blues. They take on the Bombers. This game has a lot of ramifications for both teams. The Blues have to show something. Yeah. The Bombers have to win. There's no doubt about that, Carl. Yeah, well, yeah, they they probably... come out and said they expect to play finals and finish in the top four, basically, as well. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I never had them in my top four. I don't know about you. I, don't I know, know, but they did. Yeah, but you didn't, and I didn't. I so, had them in my top four. Did you? Okay, well, I didn't. And, I, and look, I felt that they'd be in that bottom-end mix of maybe finishing somewhere between sixth and thirteenth, which is essentially where they're at right now. There's not much between probably second and thirteenth either right at this point. We're only seven weeks into the season. Um, yes, they are expected to beat Carlton. Carlton are a, are a younger, evolving team, and Essendon recruited some... Uh, senior players from other clubs. Uh, Saad hasn't really worked. Devin Smith's been fantastic. Um, Stringer. And Stringer's been ordinary. So two out of the th- – well, one out of the three isn't good enough. Who are you going for? Uh, Essendon. I'm going for the Bombers as well. The Gold Coast Suns, they get a game back in Queensland at the Gabba. They take on Melbourne. Melbourne should win this one. Jaden yeah, Melbourne... Hunt dropped for the second time this year. Yeah, Melbourne are playing pretty well. Well, he, he doesn't do the hard stuff. That's mm. why. got to get your hands dirty. But uh, I think Gold Coast, uh, still without Lynch, without their focal point, uh, even though they get Stephen May back, will struggle against Melbourne. They're building some depth, aren't they, the Demons? Jack Viney also coming back through the VFL. That's mm. good news. The showdown, all the Adelaide Crows, they've got some issues with their training program. Another injury with a hamstring-related injury to Riley Knight. So that makes it nine. And we know Rory Sloan is out with a list Frank injury. And history tells us that that's not going to be a small injury. Could miss maybe eight weeks. They're only saying two at this point in time. Showdowns are so good. I'm going four. I think Port Adelaide are going to do something in this one. Do you? Well, mm. I don't know. I, I just think that uh, Adelaide have won four of their last five and Port Adelaide have won two of their last five. And Adelaide, whilst they've got all those injuries, are still playing a really good brand of footy. They've got contributors like Richard Douglas, the underrated Richard. Played nearly 230 games and he's been marvellous this season. He's been arguably Port, uh, sorry, Adelaide's best player. So Adelaide for me. Bulldogs, easily. I think we both pick them against the Brisbane Lions. If they win this one, all of a sudden they've got four wins banked for the season. Brisbane so that's going better result. though. I they think are, that's important yeah. to mention. They are going better, but I... I I'm like you, going for the Bulldogs. Yeah, three really close losses. The Dockers and the Saints, this could go either way, but I think the Dockers will show some sign of resistance and solidarity yeah, towards But don't Ross be surprised Lyon. if they lose, mm, right? I wouldn't so because, be. Because on paper, uh, they're no better than St Kilda. It's an emotional week too, and sometimes yeah. that can drain a club. Mm. The game's on Sunday. North Melbourne up against the Tigers. What a beauty this one is. It'll be a fantastic game. And look, my old mob, North Melbourne. Look, the, the Tigers uh, have been playing a fantastic brand. Uh, they are sitting on top of the table and they're there for a reason, and uh, they're finishing off strong in games. So, North playing good footy, but Richmond for me. Cochin back. Who does Jacobs tag? Because we want to get this right for our super coach, for all those that play super coach. Uh, well, Probably Dust- Cochin. Look, look, Dustin will most likely move forward, mm. so it's hard. And Broad's probably more likely to go with him, I reckon. Uh, the young West Australian who was brought back in uh, for, uh, sorry, not Broad. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, 
He, I'm talking about the the North Melbourne player. So you got Jacob, J- Jacobs. No, nah, not Zerha. Her, I've forgotten his name. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, Richmond. Richmond for me as well. And a big game to finish off the round. Collingwood taking on the Cats. Oh, hard to pick this one. I think the Collingwood Magpies can win this one. Yeah. They've I'm had just, a good record against the Cats. You know what? I'm, I'm actually just going to go for the team with the stripes in this game. All oh, right. Which one? Horizontal or vertical? <laughs> I'm not sure. That's why I just thought I'd go for the team in the stripes. There you go, Carl Langdon. He's sitting on the fence. He never does that. He gives his best. But thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning for Off the Bench. We look forward to your company next week. But also make sure you book your Optus Stadium AFL package at tarza.com.au forward slash AFL in Perth. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.